0: Hey everybody, we are back with another episode of Can't Stop Snapping, the official podcast of MarvelSnapZone.com. A couple of things before we jump into today's episode. Uh, We didn't have quite enough time to cover something that came up this last week, and so I just wanted to make sure that I brought it up here in the intro, and that is we've been given a preview of some of the new cards that will be added to Series 5 later this month and through the end of the year. And so I just really quickly wanted to break down those, give some initial thoughts on those cards that are coming between uh, now, the week of December 7th, uh, through the end of the year. The first card is Null. Knoll is a six-cost, zero-power card with the ability that reads, Ongoing. Has the combined power of all cards destroyed this game? So another card that fits into the destroy archetype, kind of a card you can lay down at the end of the game, and hopefully have a bunch of power on a location. This card is being released on December 13th, uh, so next week. I, I think this is an interesting card, I think it has the potential to be really big, uh, but I think with something we've seen is that uh, you know cards that can give a lot of power spread on the board may ha- maybe have some more versatility than cards that can just have a lot of power on one location i'm sure things you know can still be done with this card you could play it early and then you could uh play taskmaster on it you could use it in a mr negative deck maybe somehow with it being a zero power card uh there's a lot going on here it'll be interesting to see how people use null as a card next week uh the week after that uh the week of december 20th we're actually getting two cards and this is because uh we we are not getting one kind of that last week between Christmas and New Year, so the team can have a little bit of a break. So the first card we're getting on December 20th is Sentry. Sentry is a 4-cost, 8-power card that has the ability that reads cannot be played at the right location on reveal at a negative 8-power the void to the right location. Uh, so this is interesting. We've seen kind of this can only be played at certain locations with things like... Uh, Giganto, Giganto, however you want to pronounce it. Uh, so this kind of falls into that mechanic. Uh, it, it, this being the opposite, you can't play it at the right location, uh, so you have to play it either at the left or the middle, and it has a fairly good stat line at 8 power, but you do get that negative 8 power uh, void that fills uh, your location, uh, it goes into your location on the right side of the board. So ideally you're either doing something like you're filling that location before you play Sentry, so that you don't get the negative effect, I mean, you could potentially use Viper to send the Void uh, across the board, right? Maybe there's a turn six play where you play Sentry and you play Viper on the same turn and you send Void across the board. I mean, I'm sure there's some things that can be done with Sentry. It doesn't seem like the strongest card initially, just at first glance, but time will tell how people use this card. And then last but not least, the last card we're getting this year in December is Dark Hawk. Dark Hawk is a four cost, one power card with the ability that reads ongoing, plus two power for each card in your opponent's deck. So we've seen this ongoing ability plus two power with things like Devil Dinosaur and Ronin. Uh, This though, instead of playing off of what's in your hand or your opponent's hand, it plays off of the cards in your opponent's deck. So in a normal game where there's no extra cards drawn at the end of the at the end of the game there are three cards left in your opponent's deck which means this would become a 4 7 4 cost 7 power card but this does enable things a little bit more like um, rock slide and Korg, where you are putting extra cards into your opponent's deck so that th- those can act as an additional buff for Darkhawk so Darkhawk, I think is an interesting, uh, has some utility, kind of opens up maybe a new playstyle where you're trying to fill your opponent's deck and, and maybe we'll see Rockslide, see a little bit more play. Um, but I think these are some interesting cards. Again, all of these will be entering Pool 5, so they will all come in with a cost of 6000 collector's tokens. We do talk collector's tokens in this episode and kind of our thoughts on the system as it stands after using it for a week. So make sure to listen to the rest of the episode to hear those thoughts. Without further ado, let's jump into today's episode. Hey everybody, we are back with another episode of Can't Stop Snapping, the official podcast of MarvelSnapZone.com. Today, we have a conversation about a few things. We want to talk the new season pass in Marvel Snap uh, with the Silver Surfer. We want to talk our thoughts now that we've had about a week to play around with uh, the token shop mechanics, the new cards with the series four and the series five cards, and just kind of share our impressions and thoughts about where Marvel Snap is after some of these big updates, new season, etc. cetera, where we stand in the month of December. Today, I'm actually joined by two guests. Uh, which is not always the case. I am joined by uh, two first-time guests, both Captain Moron and Vin Kelsier. Guys, thank you for being here.
1: Yeah, it's a pleasure. Thank you for having us.
0: Yeah, no, uh, really appreciate you both being willing to jump on. Uh, As always, before we jump in, I just want to give you both a second just to kind of introduce yourself to the listeners, how you got into Marvel Snap, um, you know why you decided to start making content uh, in the ways that you guys are making content, and then we will jump into the conversation. Captain Moron, I'll turn it over to you first.
2: tweet yeah. So my story of Snap is can't stop snapping. Story of Snap is literally this podcast that got me into Marvel Snap. I don't have a history in card games, although I love games, and uh, found this podcast, started listening to it. And it got me so pumped for the game and then was able to start playing in the beta. And so now I've been playing for, what, four months and, and absolutely love it. Play every day.
0: Awesome. And Vinkels
1: Um. So I got in the first day of the closed beta back in, I don't know, April, May. Um, I've been a gamer for a very long time in various places. I won't go too far into that, but um, I've gotten infinite every season in Marvel Snap. Um, I've been a person kind of at the top, I'll say, of meta development throughout beta, though now there's so many people, who knows? Um, I'm the main writer for, I guess, a competitor, um, being snap.fan. Um, so all the articles that are, not all, most of the articles that are front page I've written, and I started a discord that, um, really has taken off throughout the months, um, where a lot of the honestly top meta decks have been theory crafted by myself and, um, a handful of other similar thinking people that enjoy the math behind the game. <laughs> so there awesome. you have it.
0: Well, glad to have you both on, uh, two different backgrounds we're bringing here to bring into the conversation. So excited for that. Um. First things first, uh, let's talk season pass, new card, uh, new reward structure, and I I do want to start with the reward structure there before we jump into talking Silver Surfer. So uh, I've kind of pulled up a comparison of uh, the Wakanda Forever or the Warriors of Wakanda season pass from last month and the Silver Surfer season this month, and I wanted to get your guys' thoughts on some of the changes. So starting off on the ranked rewards. Uh, the biggest change here is that, I mean, they've shifted around the order of some of the things that you can uh, earn at different ranks. You, or, you earn a reward every 10 ranks on the ladder, uh, but they have replaced uh, a card back and a mystery variant with two titles that you can unlock now in the season pass. And One of those titles is the reward for the infinite rank. Uh, we've seen them play around with different rewards in the ranked seasons, uh, over the course of the beta and now the release of the game. So I want to just hear, do you guys think this is a positive change? Do you like seeing these titles as rewards more than seeing a mystery variant in a card back? Or did you prefer the old structure? Uh, Vin Kelsier, I will hear your thoughts first.
1: Um, so they're going to be negative thoughts to begin with. Um, I currently have what, like nine titles unlocked. And I can only have one at a time. Um, Getting more titles just has almost no value. I think one at infinite is fine, but having two there is awkward. I'd love for them to at least add a way where I could attach a title to a deck and then I could go through them, kind of like card backs or something. But as the game stands right now, I hate the fact that they're just throwing more titles. It just seems meh to me.
0: Yeah, maybe it's watering down. Um, other things you could be getting out of caches, reserves, rewards, etc. Right?
1: Yeah, but I even like card backs. Like, I go look at my decks and I identify which deck is which based on different card backs. So I was happy to get different card backs. But I, again, I have to like go in and to my avatar menu and go to the title and change my title and <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, I was happy when I got one I liked, but just getting more than does nothing, in my mind.
0: Yeah, I I think I I tend to agree with you. Uh, Captain Moron, interested to hear, do you agree, disagree, have different thoughts?
2: Yeah, I mean, I'm a little bit of a title junkie, but I was just quickly reviewing Ben Kelsher. I have nine titles as well, and I have ten card backs, and that's from, like, playing way more time with available card backs than with titles, right? So I think you're right. I think we're getting pretty heavy on the titles and so it feels a little bad to have just like more titles throw more titles at you where where the card backs are a little more unique and like you said you can use them you can assign them to each deck i think that idea with the titles with each deck would be sweet yeah that'd be cool if you could do that and
1: you have 10 like unique or past the base card backs because you start with what like seven I know. I haven't gotten many. I I just want to clarify that that's 10 total when you started, I believe, with seven, and then the first ranked season, you go up to eight. Yep. And so, yeah. And again, I like having that. They have some meaning. I don't know. I I enjoy the the card backs and titles. I just... Yeah.
0: (laughs) Yeah, no. I I think they're obviously still playing around with this. I, I think they've shown that they're willing to iterate right on on reward structures. I hope they continue to iterate a little bit on this one. Um I think it you know it's interesting to have a title as the highest one that's the thing you can kind of show off that you made it to infinite rank, right, in the season. That's t- typically been a card back until now. Um but I think the card back kind of stands out and has more utility than the title, like we've already said. Um, but but we'll see. We'll see how they continue to iterate on this. Um shifting from there to the season pass rewards, okay? Uh we've seen a couple of changes here as well and, and want to see if you guys feel similarly different. Uh I, I I may not be getting this exactly right, but I so they've added a card back into the season pass rewards uh which there you know there was or sorry, there yeah, there's two now where there was previously one. Uh so the, kind of that card back we lost from the rank rewards is now in the season pass rewards. And then we have also added um, two additional variants that you unlock, two additional mystery variants you unlock as part of the season pass. And then they've added uh, two, no let's see, three titles that you can unlock as part of the season pass. Um, So I think that's mostly shifting around, uh, you're getting a couple less boosters here and there and and things like that. to, to squeeze in some of these extra rewards. Um, I personally feel pretty positive about this. I love getting more variants. Do you guys agree, disagree? Uh, Captain Moron will go to you first this time.
2: Yeah, I think I agree with that. Um, also, these titles are just, they're pretty great. Like, that's no moon. I mean, that's that's just beautiful, but uh, yeah, I like it a lot. And, and variants are always, they're always a positive. I mean, traded variants for boosters, and I mean, I don't know. Who doesn't like that? <laughs> Sounds good to me. Yeah. Are you sure on there being
1: more more variants cuz that's not what I am seeing.
0: So, I'm seeing Oh, maybe this one's duplicated. Now So, I see I'm looking at a breakdown that somebody put together and it just says seven total variants. So, we've got mystery variant at level 7. That's one. We've got Collector Variant at level 12. Uh, there were
1: seven before, so that should be the same. Okay, like the three for the three characters, there used to be two free and two paid, and I'm currently seeing that there are uh, three paid, and the one I unlocked, I don't know if that was free or paid. It might be there's two more in the paid track and two less in the Crack.
0: I think I think that's where I'm getting confused. I think you're right. I think it looks like they put all of those behind the paywall this time around, and they put one of the titles in the free side.
1: Yeah. Meanwhile, we're getting two titles. I'm not going to beat the the dead horse here, but um, <laughs> it is what it is. Yeah. Uh, I'm okay with them moving the mystery variants to the paid because I, I want to support them, right? And I think the ten dollars yeah. or whatever per month is quite reasonable for the season pass so i'm okay with that being a little more of a hey if you buy this you get more value versus not um but yeah i I believe the total variance if you're paying is the same
0: yeah no i I think that's very fair i I, I, like you i you know i agree that i I think the ten dollars is worth it and i think uh that's probably one of the things that's most incentivizing to people is to get additional variants right at a, at a better rate than just buying them with like, like if you were to spend cash to buy gold and then use gold to buy variants in your variant shop, right. Um, you're not getting them as, as good of a per dollar rate as you are in the season pass. Right. Um,
1: but you're getting ones you like for sure.
0: That is true. That is true. They are random and there's definitely been times where I've opened, you know, a pixel variant for a card I never play or something. And (laughs) like well that that feels a little bad but uh i have gotten some of my favorite ones from from the season pass so uh you know we're always it's always gonna be a little hit and miss uh every mobile game is gonna have that variability to keep us coming back right um and yeah yeah um so turning to the kind of main the main focus of this season pass is silver surfer So for those listening who may not know yet, uh, I assume most of you do, but Silver Surfer is a three cost, zero power card with the ability that reads on reveal, give your other three cost cards plus three power. Um, I think this happens every season, you know, beginning of the month, new card, ton of people are playing it. Uh, Have you guys both seen a lot of people playing Silver Surfer decks? Do you feel like it's comparable to like when Black Panther came out where everybody was playing it? Or do you guys not see it? Uh, you see as much play right now.
1: So I'm seeing a good amount of it. I was going out of town right when the black Panther season started. Um, I know a lot of people played it. Um, my take on black Panther was, he was not actually a very good card. And I think silver surfer is a great card. um, and I think as the season went on, a lot of the people that I talked to came around to where I'm at. There's a few that still like him, I and mean, he still has some potential for Black Panther, but you know, the whole Wong thing is very telegraphed and Cosmo's everywhere, right? Um, and I think Silver Surfer ha- is better and has more staying power than, than Panther did, but I'm, I'm seeing a good amount of it, and also in a bunch of different decks. I think that uh, Silver Surfer has a lot more Ability to fit into more decks that are not looking the same. Whereas I think Black Panther, you pretty much saw the whole Black Panther, Wong, uh, Zola thing <laughs> over and over again. And yeah, I don't know.
0: Yeah. Uh, I have some yeah. thoughts, but I'll turn it to you, Captain Moron, first before I share mine.
2: <laughs> yeah, I think I, I will say I think Black Panther is a pretty dang good card. I get pretty annoyed when it when it happens to me and somehow maybe i'm just blind and i don't see it coming but but you're right i think it is a little more it's a lot more narrow the lanes that you can play it right i mean it's you're gonna play with wong or you're gonna play with arnim zola and uh silver surfer can can go anywhere but i don't see i don't know i'm not seeing the silver surfer appeal like I, I guess I don't see it as like an A tier card. Like I don't think I could take a Silver Surfer and build just a Silver Surfer deck and really have it be be top tier. I think it could be decent, but I don't know about like really good.
0: Interesting. So kind of a, a differing of, of opinions here, which is uh, always great to have, uh, like like some confrontation. But uh, I'll share my <laughs> thoughts. Um, you know, I have seen a, a decent amount of play. Uh, with Silver Surfer, um, not saying because it's better or worse, but I feel like I saw more Black Panther play uh, exactly the combo you guys are talking about, right? Once everybody kind of figured that out in the first day or two last month, uh, that was what everybody was doing. it seemed like. Uh, it, it saw some overplay and that definitely, uh, uh, you know uh, faded away uh, at the end of that week, beginning of the second week of last season. Um, and silver Surfer, I see I see less play. But I, I tend to agree more with you than Kelsier. I think the surprise factor, uh, Silver Surfer being able to kind of come out at the end of the game and add a bunch of stats, and, and a card that can add a bunch of stats spread out on the board, I think has more utility than a card that can add a bunch of stats in you know one or two lanes, right? Because if you don't draw Arnim Zola and you're, you're limited to keeping Black Panther in one lane, for example, right? It's like you you can get them really big potentially in one lane, uh, but that only wins you one lane. Where Silver Surfer I think has the ability to uh, kind of come out that last turn and potentially shift the tides of the game. Uh, I've been playing with a couple of decks with Silver Surfer, one of them being a Mister Negative deck uh, and having Sarah. So if you you know you flip Mister um, Negative ideally earlier in the game, like on turn three after playing uh psylocke and then you get um sarah down on five uh i can usually have a pretty crazy turn six where i get out silver surfer with an absorbing man to repeat the effect and probably another three drop card before i place both of those uh and i've got my uh brood out on the board right so all of a sudden i'm loading you know 30 power or more on the board on the sixth turn right spread out across all the lanes Um, so that's kind of my, my, my take. I I feel like there's a lot of versatility. I feel like there's still probably some theory crafting and adjustments to be made. Uh, Vin Kelsey, I'd be curious to hear, uh, you know, has your experience kind of been similar to what, to what I'm saying? I, I just, I'd love for you to expand on some of your thoughts there.
1: Yeah. So I cannot play what I consider to be the best deck in the game right now because, um, I guess the future topic that we're going to go into on this uh, store has not been kind to me, Uh, (laughs) but I think that a silver surfer deck is, I think that honestly, like three different silver surfer builds are probably the three best decks right now. Um, And I think there's so much, so much power there and it's, harder to counter i mean like arrow is something that a lot of people complained about and the whole black panther deck was countered by arrow countered by cosmo because it was very telegraphed and surfer again can go anywhere zero power literally like we're not playing him because of we care where he goes we just want him to get his own reveal off and he can be anywhere yeah and uh that's quite strong um uh, negative is obviously a a great kind of synergy there because suddenly him being a 0-3 is way better. Um, I'm not a fan of Absorbing Man, but hey, you know, if it works, it works. So
0: <laughs> Yeah, I-, I think there are some mixed thoughts on Absorbing Man. I think uh, it- it's worked relatively well for me. It may not be the most ideal, but I think uh, in the situations where I've been able to pull uh, both of them off, uh, you know, in the last last turn of the game, uh, definitely can can shift the tide sometimes.
1: Um, yeah, and Sarah's super strong, right? Like we know that. And um, three mana cards play far better with Sarah than five mana cards do. Yeah,
0: yeah, very true. Well, uh, mm-hmm. let's let's shift our conversation that direction where you were kind of taking us, and Kels here. Um, so obviously, new season pass, everybody's trying out the new season pass card, et cetera, et cetera, that, that's normal, and we have that kind of on the month-to-month basis. But also, the week right before the new season pass started, uh, we got this new system, which is uh, collector's tokens, the token shop, uh, just to refresh those who are listening or you know tuning in for the first time. Uh, basically, the token shop is a system that will rotate cards through on an eight-hour basis. Uh, it, it shows up on your shop page, and it can be cards from pool three, pool four, and pool five. Uh, until a week ago, we only had pools one, two, and three. And you know, most people that have been playing since release or you know, in the beta are, are in pool three at this point. They're unlocking cards. And uh, this is just an additional feature in the game that allows you to specifically target certain cards. So it is random what card will rotate through your shop. Uh, but every eight hours, it changes. Uh, if you have a pool three card, it's one thousand tokens. If you have a pool four card, it's three thousand tokens, and a pool five card is six thousand tokens. So, uh, you know, a lot of people who've been playing since the very beginning of the beta, like me and Vin Kelsey, here have already completed pool three. Captain Moron, I know you're 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 deep in pool three, but you're not quite there at the end. And um, uh, there's no uh, essentially pity timer or that's not the right word there's no like if a certain card has come through your shop uh it won't come through until it's rotated through all the other cards the same card can come over and over again and i've seen several streamers running into that and is that similar to kind of what you've been having happen Vin Kelsier? Hey all, I wanted to take a quick moment to talk to you about MarvelSnapZone.com. Marvel Snap Zone is a one-stop shop for everything Marvel Snap on the internet. They have new articles nearly every day that cover deck building, strategy, card breakdowns, etc. They have a great collection tracker tool and a decklist builder that works off of that collection tracker so that you can know what decks you can build with your current card collection. They have guides and deck lists for all level players and all collection level players. Make sure to go to marvelsnapzone.com and check it out now.
1: So there's supposed to be three separate, sorry, four separate rotations depending what you have available, right? You're supposed to go through all the Pool 4 before you get a, a repeat of a Pool 4. There's apparently people who have reported a bug with that. Um But the Pool 4 rotation is separate from the Pool 5 rotation. is separate from the Supreme Variant rotation, which is separate from the Pool 3 rotation. And so I care about precisely one card in Pool 5. I've gone through all of Pool 4. Um As you said, I don't have any Pool 3. And I just haven't gone lucky with the one Pool 5 I want. And honestly, right now, I would rather go back to the we don't have agency system because... I accepted that I had no agency, and now I'm being told I have agency, and over a week later, I still cannot get the card I want, and the new season started, and I really wanted to go into the new season with that new card, and it just feels like a slap in the face. <laughs> so I, I don't know. I'm, I don't know. That said, Steven, uh, who works for Second Dinner, he said that they're working for a solution, I think earlier today, yep uh we know the rotation spread could be better but ran out of time to fix it for initial release so i don't know i think there's significant problems with the system the way it is now and that's said, i have faith in them you know after the nexus fiasco they they worked with the community they worked with all of us and they didn't sat, sit there and stick their guns and refuse to give in at all so uh, i i assume they're going to fix stuff
0: yeah uh, would love to hear your thoughts really quick, Captain Warren, before I before I share mine.
2: Yeah, no. Well, then uh, I really want to know what that card is you want in Series Five. Well, let's finish this and then we can go to your <laughs> next topic. Okay. <laughs> all right. All right. Sounds good. Uh, but uh, yeah, I I definitely see that. But I I agree. Like, if there's anything we've seen from Second Dinner, they're willing to iterate. They're willing to change. Um, that was pre global launch and that and that stays the same now so i think that's really good it's been more favorable to me so i mean it's easy for me to speak positively about it uh, but I, I like the the excitement of just like a new card in there um, and there are, i there're more than i want to I'm, I'm not exactly like honed in on any particular one so it's just kind of exciting and then i like the idea of agency and i was indifferent beforehand I was like, ah, I'm fine not having choice. So, having choice, it's, it's, it's relatively the same to me. I think it's just another cool feature that helps more people enjoy the game.
0: Yeah. I uh, just want to add to one thing, Vin Kelser, you said. Uh, I think there is a bug because I was watching Jeff Hoagland uh, stream, I think, yesterday. And in the morning, he had Mbaku. Uh, and then in the evening, he had Mbaku again. Um <laughs> And that's happened to him a couple of times. I think he's had M'Baku like four times.
1: Um, But I think he's bought a lot of pool for cards. And it doesn't necessarily go back to the start. Like, it goes one through ten, and then it randomizes, and it can go ten again. Like, you can get two in a row for sure. But it's not supposed to be able to go one through nine and then give V one before you get ten.
0: Yeah. Yeah. But I definitely, I've seen some frustration there online, and... um, uh, like what you both have said, I, I think second dinner will address it and uh, I think they'll make this system a little bit better, a little bit uh, more clean so that you know you' you only have to wait, you're only having to wait so long before it does cycle through your shop and you get the one you want, um, which I think is kind of the purpose of it. Um, before we jump into kind of talking about some of the cards specifically and the one you're, you're hoping to get, Win uh I do think it's worth mentioning, you know, these cards uh, in pool 4 and 5 can be opened in re- reserves and caches. Um and it's a low chance. The pool 4 cards are a 2.5% chance, I believe, and the pool 5 cards are a 0.25% chance. Vin kelsey have you pulled any of them from a just a reserve or a cache?
1: I have not. Um now, I will, if I may clarify, that's the, um, for the pool 4, that's the average you're going to get is 2.5%. But uh, it's actually explicitly stated the way that, or they're claiming this at least, the way it's coded um, is that after 40 caches or within 40 caches, you're guaranteed to get precisely one pool 4, mm-hmm. assuming you have one that you can still get. Yep. Um, you count high roll pool 4s, uh, you can get precisely one. Pool 5s are exactly, as you said, of the 0.25%. So you could actually high-roll pool 5s. You go pool 5, pool 5, pool pool 5, like three in a row. Absurdly low odds. Um, But that can happen. But pool 4s are supposed to be exactly that, and I have not even gotten that. And I'm getting very close to the end of that. That 40 caches opened. And so that kind of feels pretty bad, too.
0: Yeah. Um, I know, Captain Moron, you opened Galactus in a cache. Yeah. Yeah, I did. Which, which was, uh, I mean, you told me about your reaction to that, and I think that was <laughs> pretty crazy. I uh, Yesterday, I actually opened a Pool 4, and then uh, two caches later, I opened a Pool 5 card. I opened Valkyrie. And um, so it does happen, um, and it definitely feels exciting, but then, uh, like you say, Vinkels here, I mean, the, the Pool 4, you're guaranteed every 40, right? So if you just kind of keep pushing along the collection level track, you will get those. And you'll open them up over time, uh, but that pool five. Uh, some people are opening them, some people are not. Right? It, it really is just the 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 luck of the draw, uh, the random number generator. So um, definitely can feel bad to not to not be doing that when some people are.
1: Definitely. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And then that's mixed with the shop being not what I yeah. wanted to show me. Yeah. It's just not been, feels good at all for the past week for me. Um, I'm curious though, if we can talk about this sort of thing a little bit more. Um, Captain said that you kind of like the system and whatnot. And the more time goes on, like the more I've started to dislike it for a multitude of reasons. Am I fine to kind of mention something related to that? Or would you rather I don't do that here?
0: Uh I'm totally fine. Uh, if you wanna Yeah. yeah. yeah, you mentioned what what you don't like about it. Yeah, go for it.
1: Yeah, so so I've been playing since beta, right? And like you said, I have pool full pool three. And at some point it's like cool to just oh I got this card, what kind of stupid dumb things can I do with this? Even if it doesn't work, just have some fun playing it. And I feel that with the the price of the cards, um there's some pool four cards that I think would just be fun to play, but I don't really think they're very good. Mm-hmm. but man i don't feel like i can spend tokens on them because if there's a good card i want to have tokens to buy it right and so my ability to just go play for fun i feel has gone down um and i didn't think that would happen honestly i didn't really realize when it was this was first announced how it'd work but that's what i felt like over the weekend and to now is like man i want that card but I'm not going to get tokens fast enough to be able to just buy things I want to play for fun. (laughs) Like, I'm going to run out and I won't be able to get things that are good and fun later on anyway. And so, I don't know. I'm curious if you all feel the same. And then Captain mentioned that, you know, again, you're excited to see the shop refresh. There's precisely one card I want to see in the shop and everything else is literally the same rock bottom nothing to me because I don't feel that I can just spend tokens for no reason. Um, and so I don't have any highs in the shop there. I mean, I would pretty happy if I got the one card I want, but I don't know. I don't know.
0: Yeah. I'd love to share. I'd love to share my thoughts first there. Um, if you don't mind, but, uh, I think you helped put into words something that I, I have been feeling at least some of what you, what you just described. Um, I think at first, right. Uh, my first card in there was Absorbing Man, and of course I posted on Twitter to the followers of the podcast. Should I, you know, should I get it? And some people said yes, yeah. some people said no. And I think it was just I had this FOMO, this fear of missing out, so I just bought it. Right? I'm like, okay, I have twelve thousand credits, I'm gonna buy it. Now I have ended up using it, um, and so that's that's been good. But I think after I did have some buyer's remorse after, right? It was kind of like. Man, like I, I, really should be saving these credits for the the best cards, the most important cards, right? I feel like I, yeah, I, I shouldn't spend them on ones that I'll just. It's better just to wait for, right? So I was feeling that. Um, then I personally wanted Thanos. I know he's he's not necessarily great. Uh, I, I just wanted to to be able to play around. So I did get Thanos in my shop. I bought Thanos. Great, right? Uh, felt good about that. Um, but then. I think I definitely was feeling kind of that, like my fun level was going down a little bit, kind of like focusing so much on this. I was checking it every eight hours. Uh, I was feeling a little more stressed, right? About like, well, is the next card gonna be one I want, et cetera, et cetera. Um, I think once I opened one up just in a cash, when I opened Valkyrie and it was like, whoa, right? I got a series five card, a super low odds. And I, and I wasn't necessarily like, Theory crafting with Valkyrie—it wasn't one that I probably would have bought if it showed up in my shop. But all of a sudden, I was like, "I'm gonna go, I'm gonna go play with this right now. I'm gonna go see what I can build, right?" And, exactly. And it brought back—it kind of brought back that fun level. And then, and then now I have Silver Surfer the season pass, right? So I feel like I'm kind of back to my normal, more of my normal normal level of enjoyment. But I definitely felt some of what you described last week, where I think this new system kind of just. It just wasn't bringing me the right vibes um, that normally Marvel Snap brings me. If that makes yeah, sense. if
1: I may clarify slightly, when I'm saying fun, like Thanos is a great example. I think it'd be really fun to just go build a Thanos deck, mess around with, and see what I can do with it. But it's not that I don't. I'm not finding the game overall fun. It's that I feel that I cannot go enjoy Thanos because I am not paying six thousand collector tokens for Thanos because I don't think he's good. It would just be to go mess around for a bit, you know, when I'm infinite board, uh, to have some fun. And that is just too high of a price tag to do that. Galactus looks fun, but I don't like the card. I'm not gonna pay six thousand for it. Like that's just where almost every card is lining up for me is yeah, I'd love to go play with that, but um you know, that's just like a hundred dollars if you wanted to buy it and I'm not spending that to go mess around with the card for a couple days. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know.
2: Yeah, I'm really, I'm really curious if I could, if I could step in. I've, I've kind of had this in the back of my mind. So like, like Michael mentioned, I'm still in Series Three. I don't have a ton of cards left, but that adds some excitement for me. You know, there's, there's a lot more cards that could be in the shop, and a lot of them are cheaper. Not that that means I'd get them, but I, I've thought about like there are a lot of people who have a complete collection through Series Three. Do you think it would have been better to introduce the system earlier or to have more cards that could go through the shop? Uh, I don't know. What do you think could improve it? So
1: right now in, in the Discord that, that I run, there's constant people coming in and saying, oh, should I, buy, um, should I buy Destroyer? Should I buy Doom? Should I buy Wong? Should I buy Sarah? And if you want my honest opinion... If anyone is asking, should I buy X Pool 3 card, the answer is no. You're going to get those in a reasonable amount of time, period. And if you buy three of them, (laughs) that's a significant amount off of what you might want that's significantly more expensive. Pool 3 cards come actually quite fast Um, comparatively. If you're going to buy a Pool 3 card, I think it should be someone's like, I really want to play with Sarah. Oh my gosh, Sarah decks look awesome. They see Sarah, they snap by, and they don't have to ask. I, I honestly believe that if someone has to ask, should I buy this Pool 3 card? My default answer is the fact you're asking means you're not sold on it, and you probably should just let it go because you get Pool 3 in a reasonable amount of time.
0: Yeah.
2: So you're thinking it's it's like the drop rate that's, that's too slow, so you're like, I got to save it for just the card I want because the drop rate's so low, like, when am I going to get it? Yes. That's fair. I mean, what, one, uh, one out of 400 odds for a Series 5 is pretty. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and I did the math a while
1: back at how long that's supposed to take, but like, if you're hoping to get a drop of a Series 5, or even just get enough tokens for a Series 5, you're looking at like one every four to six months or something like that. Like, It's absurd. Um, yeah. If you save all your tokens for Series 4, you can get like a little over one a month which is still quite slow. And meanwhile, your Pool 3 cards just come in like candy. I don't know.
0: Yeah, <laughs> I think one missing piece to this equation, I, I love the conversation, love everything you guys are saying, and I, I agree with the thoughts. I'm interested to see once they start fill in, uh, to fill in you know Pool 6 a little bit more, or sorry, Pool 5, uh, and I don't know if Pool 4 is going to be any bigger than it currently is, which is 10 cards, but they have said, you know, eventually they're going to be shuffling cards down. So cards from pool five will go to pool four. Cards from pool four to go to pool three. Which then we're unlocking them much faster, right? I think that is a missing piece to this puzzle. This, you know, um, eventually we'll understand that, and I think that'll, you know, we'll revisit this conversation. I, I, I'm interested to see at what rate cards from pool four move to pool three, and cards from pool five move to pool four, because um, that may make some of this feel better that, that we're talking about. Right. Um, yeah. If if it's like, okay, a card is only in pool five for, you know, two months or a month and then it goes to pool four for a month or two and then it's in pool three. Right. And and things are shuffling through relatively quickly. Right. With, with new cards being added every week, hopefully things are, are moving down every week eventually too. Right. Like there's one new card into pool five, and then one Pool 5 card goes to Pool 4, and then one Pool 4 goes to Pool 3. So then it's kind of like you're kind of most likely, if you've already finished your collection of Pool 3, you're, you're going to get that new Pool 3 card in the next week, right? Um, does that kind of make sense what I'm saying, you guys? like uh, If if that were the case, I think that would feel a little bit better than, than what we're at right now. Does that make sense?
1: Yeah, and we know that some of like that's going to happen. I believe that we they've said specifically that um you know season pass card will be in pool 5 the month after and then pool 4 the month after that so it's just one month there um and i believe they said that their goal is eventually to have the rates be the same from 5 to 4 and 4 to 3 but that is after hitting a you know the capacity limit for the two pools which we don't know what it is and you know kind of alluded to that um I and mean, that is an important thing when we want to sit there and do the math and whatnot. So, But you still might be, you know, two months, three months behind Pool 5 coming out before it's in Pool 3 and then you still have to wait to pull it. Um, and that kind of just reiterates what I'm saying of, I just don't think you should buy a card unless it's a card you really want to play with. And if it is a card you really want to play with, I'm never going to argue with someone on that, right? Like, play what's fun. Go get the card that really resonates with you that you think is awesome. Um, but... You know, there were questions about, should I just buy these pool three cards to finish pool three? And that's just getting a bad rate. So if you're not going to play the cards, you know, the answer is just no. Yeah. But uh, I am curious to know what they're going to do. And and yeah.
0: Awesome. Well, thank you guys for this part of the conversation. Uh, I I love, I love all the things that we've shared here. Going uh, that step further, you, you've been kind of keeping us on the edge of our seats this whole time Vin Kelsey. Talk to us, talk about what is the card you want to unlock and why.
1: Bast. Um, I think Bast is the best of the pool five cards. Um, she is a 1-1 one, one that on reveal set the power of everything in your hand to three. Um. That can lower things. That can raise things. I know there's already been a bunch of good, good decks that have been running her. Um, you know, we talked about Silver Surfer. Well, Silver Surfer is now a three-three, um, and we can go through. But there's a lot of things that become, we'll say, semi-obvious. Uh, you know, Iron Man becomes three power. Mister Negative goes back to almost his pre-first nerf. Even Brood, just gaining one power is kind of gaining three power because all three of them gain that power. I think there's a ton of stuff you can do with Bast. Um, And I think there's a lot of different decks that use Bast and a lot of them use Silver Surfer 2 that are just really interesting to me, really awesome. There's really cool ideas of so if I have Bast and Angela in hand, should I play Bast on turn one? Or... Should I just skip even Angela? Some people are saying Angela's not as good anymore because you can just draw an extra card and then play Bast on two and then suddenly, you know, Angela's sitting there dead in your hand or something. Um, So I don't know, but I want Bast so bad. (laughs) Uh, And then past that for this whole uh, negative Silver Surfer deck, Bast and negative work really well together, not just because Bast changes negative back into a 4-3, but they like hedge against each other. You know, negative is saying if I drew these cards, I want negative inverted and they're in my hand then he's not going to hit them. Whereas bass is saying, if they're in my hand and they're low power, I'm going to hit them. And so it kind of gives you these two avenues to a similar idea of, I just generated a ton of power from the single on reveal. Um, and that overlap I think is, is really strong.
0: Yeah. Well, yeah, thanks for breaking that down. I, I've seen people, uh, you know, sharing their Bast uh, decks and ideas on Twitter. And I definitely, uh, I didn't I didn't fully uh, understand the impact of Bast, uh, you know, a couple weeks ago when we first learned about the card. I guess I should say we kind of knew a lot of these cards have been data mined previously, right? But, uh, you know, once they officially revealed it and people started talking about it more. But, uh, you know I'd have to agree with you I've seen a lot of crazy things that people have been putting together and bass does seem a very impactful card right being a one drop uh, it's very versatile um, a lot of the all the other uh, uh, pool five cards are four cost or higher right um, they're kind of your end-game cards and, and uh, or are tech cards and so bass seems to have a lot of versatility and uh, you know you've you've made me jump on the bass train so uh, uh, I I think Bast is probably the card I'm going to target next. That being said, I I have to build my credits back up uh, at this <laughs> point, and so uh, it's going to be a little bit before uh, before I get there. So uh,
1: yeah, K and Best tweeted my my Bast um, negative serotonin deck basically that got nerfed to the ground, and I think it's back in a. It's not fully refined yet. Like, we haven't figured out what the, the best 12 cards are, but I think it's honestly better than the original Serotonin because I think Bast is just that good. Um, but anyway, he, he linked me on his tweet or whatever, and I've my Twitter's just been blowing up of people that have been retweeting and liking his tweet and everything. Um, but, you know, I sold him on it, and he thinks the that deck's powerful, and a lot of other people that i talked to but there's still a lot of discussion. You know, one of those is, is do we cut Angela? And I hate if we cut Angela, but it might be right, and it's not like I can play to test it.
2: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh man. One other word. You put me on the bass train too. Good. That's where we should be. All aboard, <laughs> all
0: aboard the bass train. I, I'm I'm looking here. I just, you know, I have all the cards up here as we've been discussing. And um Bass has a Dan Hip a variant that I'm seeing that just slaps. I mean, it's, it's awesome. I, I, I want to get the card just so I can get the variant basically. <laughs> um, yeah. So
1: yeah, I, uh, I, I, go ahead. If I may share some science that I did, um, that theoretically works with best, but I've only tested it with Mr. Negative. Um, so let's say you have something like death in your hand and you decide to put bass in a deck that runs death. So people might be like, what, that's crazy. You just shrunk death from 12 to 3 power, which sounds crazy. But see, if you play Luke Cage, somewhere between when you play Bast and Death, Death comes down with the full 12 power because Bast is lowering Death's power, and Luke Cage will undo that. So I just want to make sure that people are aware of that, that that is a really cool interaction.
0: I, I would have never guessed that, but that makes perfect sense now that you say it that uh yeah there's a lot of versatility there um luke cage is another another great interesting card uh that i think has a lot of interesting potential interactions like that
1: yeah he's one i did buy out of pool four um mostly to do science because i haven't actually played him in any real deck but i think he's really good um but but yeah
0: well awesome uh, this has been a re- this has been a really fun conversation with both of you. Uh, appreciate you. Uh, we are running up here on the end of the time we've got uh, allotted to record this episode, um, but I hope listeners you, you appreciate this conversation. I hope uh, that you'll share some of your thoughts with us. As always, we ask you to go share those thoughts on Twitter at can't underscore stop underscore snap. Let us know your thoughts. Do you agree with our thoughts on the token shop mechanics? Uh, you know, what pool four and five cards are you excited about? Have you had good or bad luck with these cards, etc.? Would love to hear your thoughts there. Before we sign off today, though, love to give you both a chance just to give another shout out of where people can follow you, where they can find the content you're putting out and how they can best support you as a creator. Uh, Vin Kelsey, we'll turn it over to you first this time.
1: Yeah, sure. So again, I write for Snap.Fan. So the articles there are mostly written by me. Um, so go check those out and almost every one of those articles, I link our community discord, which I'm the one who made that back before I even partnered with snap fan. Uh, and so that's where some of the big theory crafting for snap meta has been throughout all of beta and is even more active now. Um, we do all these sorts of testing things and trying to, you know, break the feature locations that are going on um stuff like that if you want to follow me on twitter you can but i don't use it much so it's just still Vin kelsey here and um i guess that's
2: about it
0: awesome thank you again for being on
2: thank you for having me
0: and captain moron we'll turn it over to you
2: yeah so uh best place to find me is probably youtube just captain moron and uh on twitch i stream a few times a week as well uh, I am Captain Moron Twitch.tv slash I am Captain Moron. I try to do unusual decks, something I've never seen before, um, which often means it looks a little moronic, but it's fun. It's it's exciting to test things out. Sometimes it works out. So
0: awesome! Thank you both for being on. Really appreciate it. And listeners, as always, thank you for listening. We will catch you in the next episode. Can't Stop Snapping is a podcast written, recorded, produced, and hosted by Michael Thurman. Thanks for listening.